It's time for the second of the guitar files here in the 64th manifestation of the hotbox. And in the file, we've gotten just as far as the letter B. Uh, it was good. Uh, check it out if you haven't already. You can hear Howard Alden, Reza Bassi and John Abercrombie, among many others. But it turns out that B is a bonanza for guitarists to such an extent that we may even have to run to two editions of the hotbox to fit them all in. Not only is uh, B a very bountiful file, it's also bursting with big names. So what am I waiting for? Let's uh, start with George Benson uh, from way back when he was just a guitar master and before he started singing and broadening his appeal outside of jazz. This is called The Cooker. Thank <laughs> you. 
Wonderful George Benson Quartet with The Cooker. Uh, Ronnie Cuba was on the baritone sax, Lonnie Smith on the hammer organ, Billy Kay was the drummer. That was uh, from 1966, and it certainly laid down a nice challenge for the rest of this programme, didn't it? Benson is just a month younger than I am, and he's, since he was a child prodigy, he's had a, a very long run. He became professional uh, back in his teens and uh, cut his teeth then in the organ guitar bands which were quite popular at the time not perhaps uh, unlike the first manifestation of the Benson Quartet we've just heard although for me uh, I must say the presence of the baritone made that band really special well as I hinted earlier Benson uh, moved into the pop music market in the 1970s but he still generally kept himself rooted in the uh, R&B and jazzy kind of a world and now for something completely different Thank you. 
And so they faded that one into the distance. It was called You Know That I Know, and it comes from the quintet led by the guitarist Paul Bollenbach, taken from his, actually from his very first album as leader. The album was titled Original Visions, recorded back in 1995. Uh, Gary Thomas played the flute, Joey DeFrancesco was the organist, and uh, if you have any uh, De Francesco albums you might check it out because you possibly find Bollenbach was the guitarist he was with Francesco for quite a number of years Ed Howard is the bass player and Terry Lynn Carrington was the drummer um, Bollenbach's harmonic approach was regarded as innovative right from the start uh, with that album and has led him to quite a variety of settings over the years and we might try and dig out something you'll find completely different later to give you a perspective on that but for now we have to head for one of the biggest B guitarists there is, I guess. Certainly one of my all-time favourites, Kenny Burrell. Thank you. 
And it was uh, Stormy Monday Blues from Kenny Burrell's 1974 album of the same name. Uh, Richard Wyans on the piano, John Hurd on the bass and Richie Goldberg on the drums. Um, we'll hear quite a bit more of Kenny Burrell um, as we go, but I wanted to play that track first uh, simply because it illustrates perfectly Burrell's rooting in the blues. He plays different stuff, as you'll hear, but always... Um, infused with his deep empathy for the blues. Burrell is a, apparently at the moment, uh, he's 89 years of age, he's in poor health, uh, and you may recall a bizarre incident which uh, made some headlines last year in which his wife put out an appeal for money because uh, he was said to be very ill and had no money for health care or indeed to pay the rent. Um, I've read all the subsequent outrage, including a denial from him, but it hasn't really been able to uh, clarify itself and not, there's nothing I can find nothing on the internet which told me what happened huge sums were donated I know uh, if his wife was right they certainly needed over a hundred grand apparently in spite of his salaried job at UCLA he's still working as a music professor there putting that aside uh, Burrell's been a, a major eminence in jazz for over 50-odd years, and he's enjoyed popularity way beyond the usual confines of uh, workaday jazz musicians for much of that time. Um, even, for instance, got got hired to endorse Schlitz beer at one stage. Kenny Burrell here, you know the guitar's pretty popular instrument right now, and so on and so on. Probably uh, the most um, accessible and interesting album that he ever made was with uh, the conductor and arranger Gil Evans. And uh, I'm going to play a chunk of that now. It's called Kenny Burrell's Guitar Forms. And this one, well, this one is just beautiful. Mm-hmm. 
Moon and Sand, Kenny Burrell, with an orchestra arranged and conducted by Gil Evans. Some more of that a little bit later, but before uh, that, let's come a lot closer to home with one of Ireland's most respected instrumentalists, the guitarist Hugh Buckley. Anyone who went to jazz live back in the day when you could do such a thing uh, would know uh, of Hugh Buckley and almost certainly would have seen him perform live. Um, his mantra, which he quotes on the liner notes of one of his albums, is don't be afraid to be yourself because that's where your real strength is and you can't be anybody else anyway. Uh, this is his own composition. It's called When Wes Was and has the American pianist James Williams, uh, American bass player Peter Washington, the drummer Darren Beckett from Northern Ireland. It's great stuff. Thank you. 
When Wes Was, that was from Hugh Buckley's first album, which is called Yes Indeed, uh, which is obviously a very direct pointer at Wes Montgomery, probably the most influential guitarist of his era, perhaps indeed ever. I should also say that Hugh has recorded several albums since then, including highly regarded duos, one with the guitarist Nigel Clark and another with the singer Honor Heffernan. Well, if we run to two hot boxes uh, with the letter B, we'll certainly be putting another track in from Mr. Buckley. Now, I should also mention his YouTube channel, YouTube, YouTube channel, uh, that he created uh, in mid-2020, which is both entertaining and instructive if you want to improve your guitar playing skills. Thank you. 
The uh, Philadelphia-born guitarist Jimmy Bruno uh, there with Loverman. And uh, you heard uh, also, of course, Scott Hamilton on the tenor. Craig Thomas was the bass, Vince Hector and the drums. That was recorded live at Birdland, New York in 1999. He's a marvellous and quite uh, muscular guitarist, Jimmy Bruno. I could happily listen to him all night, but I guess we'd better move on through the file and maybe try to find some more exciting Jimmy Bruno later on or in the next show, perhaps. Um, The next person we find in the B-file is Charlie Bird. Uh, He is the man most responsible, I think, of all for bringing Brazilian music, specifically Bossa Nova, to the attention of the world. Charlie Bird.
Thank you. That's uh, another song by Antonio Carlos Jobim called Favela. Well, that kind of lets me off the hook, doesn't it? Um, and Antonio Carlos Jobim, classic, of course, Favela. Um, one of Charlie Bird's many interpretations of songs by that uh, great composer. Um, we'll stick with the acoustic guitar of Charlie Bird right now uh, and stick indeed with uh, Antonio Carlos Jobim. Bring on the alto player Bud Shank to join the band, which uh, included Joe Bird on the bass and uh, Wayne Phillips on the drums, although the drummer on the next track, I think, is not Wayne Phillips. It's Charles Red. So Bud Shank uh, and the tune, you, you recognise it immediately. How insensitive. <laughs> Thank you. 
How insensitive. Uh, sublime stuff, really. Uh, Charlie Bird with one of the great, but maybe underappreciated saxophonists, Bud Shank on the alto saxophone. <laughs> Another track there from the Guitar Forms album, but that one uh, was without the ministration of Gil Evans and his big orchestra, just bare bones Kenny Burrell, classic stuff. It was a typical uh, Burrell composition and he called it Breadwinner. Well, I think so far we've demonstrated quite a degree of variety within the B-file for guitarists, hopefully none of it less than A-class in terms of quality, um, mostly down the middle in jazz terms. Of course, the reality uh, for a jazz guitarist's life is, uh, unless he or she gains star status, it's the studio session, playing in a variety of styles and contexts, 
uh, to suit whoever's recording their backing. Uh, one such guitarist was the Canadian Ed Bickert. He had a solo career, of course, but he was also in demand, both in a jazz context and any other style that someone cared to name. He was uh, signed to Concord Records for several years, and whilst there he was picked up by the singer Rosemary Clooney, who was also a Concord artist at the time, and he became her regular guitarist on a number of albums and, and uh, tours. So I picked out a track. This is from her Irving Berlin album, It's a Lovely Day Today. It's a lovely day today So whatever you've got to do you got a lovely day to do it in That's true And I hope whatever you've got to do Is something that can be done by two For I'd really like to stay It's a lovely day today And whatever you've got to do I'd be so happy to be doing it with you But if you've got something that must be done And it can only be done by one There is nothing more to say Except it's a lovely day for saying It's a lovely day today and whatever you've got to do I'd be so happy to be doing it with you but if you've got something that must be done and it can only be done by one there is nothing more to say except it's a lovely day for saying it's a lovely day It's a lovely day. 
Yeah, typically charming and swinging performance there from the mid-years of Rosemary Clooney. You heard solos from Scott Hamilton on the tenor, Warren Vachet on the cornet and our featured guitarist, Ed Bickett. Uh, Bickett was with many, many great stars, notably Oscar Peterson, another Canadian marvellous guitarist. And let's end the 64th Hotbox where we began with George Benson and another of his early ones. Uh, This is the title track from the album Giblet Gravy. He had seemed like half of the Basie band on this one with Billy Cobham uh, doing the drumming and Ron Carter playing the bass. It was recorded in 1968 in New York. Giblet Gravy.
I guess they just <laughs> couldn't get him to stop playing, so they had to fade him out. George Benson bringing the hot box number 64 to a swinging conclusion. But not closing the B file of guitarists, uh, we'll hear from Peter Bernstein, uh, Jacob Bro, Craig Brown, Gene Burton, Senior, just the name four, at the very least, in the next show. And we should also mention Everett Boxdale, George Barnes, Louise Bonfa, and a few others. Uh, plus some more Hugh Buckley, of course, as promised. So I hope you can join me in Hotbox number 65, which will be on in a few weeks' time. For now, though, if you have been, thanks for listening.